Good morning, OTD EMEA. It's a privilege to be on here and really, really fun. Uh, thank you everybody that made this happen and I can basically tell you that this, this here, this platform, I would not have been able to think this up in my wildest dreams in the beginning of this business. I'm going to take you back and, and tell you a little bit about my story and my story and Benedict's because I've been so uh, fortunate to build this business alongside my best friend and my husband, Benedict. And uh, I think every single story in these, these, you know, people that have made some success in this business, every, all of their stories leave success, leave, leave clues. So you can see clues of success and how people have done things through listening to a lot of stories. And I'll do my best to give you a little bit of an insight of how it was to build this business 22 years ago in Europe. So this, year, this month actually is, my 20, uh, is when I signed up. And at that time, of course, we didn't have internet and all of that, everybody knows. Uh, but we had, we saw a vision. I'm going to take you back a little bit further because I'm just to say, you know, what we did before. I'm a teacher and I was teaching uh, teenagers in Iceland. Uh, and Benedict is an engineer with a focus on business. And then we wanted to study abroad. We had already two boys when we lived in Iceland. And we went to study with two kids uh, to Holland. And he found a good business school and did his MBA and I went into Erasmus there in Rotterdam as well and uh, did uh, some study on, uh, well, human resource management, sales and marketing, which is really fitting with this business. So my phone call, <laughs> phone was calling. <clears throat> After that, uh, he actually got a job in, uh, in Luxembourg. I hope I didn't stall this when my phone was, no, it seems like it's okay. Uh, uh, the, basically, he got a job in Luxembourg and uh, we went there, you know, he really got his dream job. This is what we were taught, you know, get a good education, go and get a good job with a good company. And we did, we did everything we were told. We were also coachable at that time. And uh, we started you know, finding out how to live in that country and so on. And with the two boys, uh, going to school and so on, I all of a sudden realized, hmm, what am I going to do here? And you might have heard my brother last week, Christian, when he was talking about the business plans that we were making uh, because I was really looking for something. I was someone that was really, really out there uh, actively looking for something to do because as a teacher, I was teaching, you know, uh, Danish and geography in, in uh, Iceland. Uh, didn't really help me a lot. I had English, you know, all the languages they speak in Luxembourg is French mostly and then German and, and uh, Luxembourg is. I didn't speak these languages, very bad German, but we had lived in Holland for two years, so I spoke pretty good Dutch at that time. Uh, and these languages didn't help me, so I had to do something that I could do in English and I wanted to teach, that was something that I wanted, but I realized that I had to shrink all my dreams about starting something because my dreams and my means of starting something were not really in line with each other. So I had been doing these research and okay, import export, that's something that people do. That's a business that you can do. And uh, it was complicated. So when I saw this, I actually saw, I didn't, nobody invited me to a presentation. I kind of sponsored myself into the business because I saw a book uh, about network marketing on a friend's table, co coffee table. 
started to ask questions and then ask more questions and eventually that friend took me to a business presentation and we contemplated and thought about it and Benedict was absolutely not in, uh, really interested. It was not for him. He was not looking for something. He, was, he had been just in his business for, or in that, that company for about one and a half year. And he's that guy that was sitting in the, in the meeting, like, you know, with their arms crossed and like, hmm, I'm wondering what that is, you know, what are they going to tell me? Because he had been to business school and he had never heard about network marketing because this was not something taught in business school. But eventually, when we started digging into the compensation plan, it was like, oh my God, is this really true? Can we really, you know, am I really allowed or have the possibility to just go out there and talk to people and build a business with it? I don't need inventory stock. I don't have to do all that paperwork that I would have had to do with the import thing. I didn't have to dig into any legal something. I just had to sign a contract which we did at that time, we had to sign a contract physically and I was in business. For me, this was heaven. And I really treated it like that because when I realized the potential, uh, we didn't casually sign up and see, should this maybe, you know, should we see if this works? We made a this conscious decision to sign up and say, okay, let's do this thing. And at that time, Benedict was already interested. He wanted to help me to build my business. So what we did is we decided on a date that we wanted to sign up. We got the forms because it was forms in three papers and we had to sign them. We got one paper, our sponsor got one and one was sent in post to the, to the, uh, had, uh, the office in Brussels. And uh, we, we decided to do this on a Saturday because in Iceland, I'm from Iceland or we're both from Iceland. I forgot to tell you that, say that, but uh, when we, you know, in Iceland, you have this saying that everything good starts on a Saturday. So we wanted to start our business on a Saturday. So we opened the champagne and really cheered. They're like, this is it. We are going to really do this business. So it was a very conscious decision, not like a fling thing. And I think that helped because we, this really made it like, okay, we're in business. So what do you do? And I started to talk to people. I started calling people, inviting them for business presentations. That's the only thing we did. We did business presentations and we talked about the compensation plan. Products came third or even a little bit, you know, it, they came after. Uh, at the business presentation, we always brought like a bag. We had like this blue bag of uh, 18, 19 products or something that we went through. Sometimes I, I didn't even open the products. I just showed them we had this fantastic, you know, shampoo and this fantastic body lotion. Partly because the products were very basic. They were nice, they were good, and they had, you know, they had this story about all of the good, none of the bad, and you know, no bad ingredients and all of that that we absolutely loved. But that not, was not my drive to go into the business. I was actually a little bit afraid of the products because I had not been the product person in you know, high school. I had not been the person that always had the latest makeup or mascara or the latest cream or anything. So for me, that was very much out of my comfort zone. But the business side of it and learning the, the, the compensation plan, and, and that was something that I really, and I was drawing up all these little, what happens if this, these people do that? And what happens then? And what happens then? And then I was kind of laying it out, uh, you know, what would happen down the road. And for me, that was just so exciting. And it took off very well. We, we have, were very selective in our, uh, in our invites. 
and I think it was about three months down the road, uh, I was at the teacher's salary that I had, the same salary as I had had, uh, you know, my income was the same as I had as a teacher previously. And for me, that was like, oh, wow, I've only been doing this for three months and I, I already have that kind of income. And I, it took me, you know, years in university to become a teacher. So, you know, I, for me, that was one of the potentials that I saw there. And another thing that's three months down the road, we had doubled that income and I could never have been a teacher twice. So for me, this, these were the things on the way that helped giving, to give us, you know, more confidence. And as you know, you know, you go in with a mindset, you, you choose a, a profession a little bit based on your own mindset, of course. And so my mindset was always lower, you could say, than Benedict's because he was in the business, you know, he, was, he had a bit more business mindset. So, uh, so I didn't expect to have that much uh, income. So when my income started to rise, my belief in me having that also started to rise. So all of a sudden I started to look at his income like, oh my God, I wonder if I can get even there because I thought that was amazing. So I, you know, so I took it like step at a step. I could not see myself in the beginning brand new and say, I'm going to have a blue diamond income. So I had to take it step by step. Some people can do that immediately. But I had something that I heard Louise Spencer talk about on Monday that I had exactly the same, like if someone can do this, of course I can do it. I had that belief in myself, like if it's possible, why not me? So I think that also helped very much down the road. And we, start, we kept on doing this and then uh, it went very well for the first months. Uh, two boys in the household and I did all this business while they were away. And then, you, I don't know if you realize that what I was actually doing was I was going to people's houses, doing presentations in the evenings. I was calling them up because I, we didn't have that big of a network, network in Luxembourg. So I was driving also up to Holland because we knew some people up in Rotterdam. So I started driving there maybe first to get to a presentation for my friend. Then I went back. It's four hours one way, four hours then uh, back. So it's a pretty long way to do one presentation and not knowing the outcome. And I did this and I started a little meet, uh, pro, uh, like a little group up in Holland, for example. And then I came maybe back two weeks later because I had been busy in Luxembourg or and in Belgium a little bit. And then I went back. And what happened? I had to start all over again to teach from scratch, like, because I was like, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? You told me, no, I didn't. You know, so there was a lot of misunderstanding, a lot of uh, things that kind of went wrong for, for the reason that we didn't have any system. We didn't have something to follow. We, we couldn't plug people into anything. So it was like, you know, just believe me here. And what we, the only training material we had was actually uh, video uh, cassettes, little cassettes that we were duplicating like crazy from different speakers in America because the only role models we had were Americans. There were no role models in Europe. You have masses, you have so many role models to look to, to today. And uh, so I, that's why these lives are so important because people can always find someone that they can identify with and not, you know, be like what I heard also Louis, I think, say that, you know, the filtered uh, down version of one liter, but you can actually learn from so many. There, there are in all these lives, I've learned so much. It's, and it's only, only, you know, only starting. For me, this is a, an absolute treat to have this.
So what I did, I actually kept on going back and forth to these places and then start, Benedict started to come on. I was pregnant in the first year. So when I got a little bit more tired, he and uh, Bick, he uh, came, we started to do the meetings in the evenings. He came home from work, changed clothes and went out to, to a meeting until 12 o'clock, one o'clock in the night and then to the, uh, his work in the evening, nay, in the morning. So it was a very, very hectic time. But you can imagine when I was not out there talking to people, I couldn't really do much because I could be on the phone, but international calling was very expensive. Uh, so I had to limit it to the basic information. So for me, the, the thing I was doing was actually photocopying uh, a lot of, I got an article, I photocopied, put it in envelopes and sent it to everybody that had shown interest. Uh, I had a, a cassette, I, photo, uh, I copied it and sent it to everybody. So this was basically the means. And Christian says that I have I sent him, I don't know, again and again the same thing. Probably I wasn't very organized at the time because things were kind of out of control. But the thing is that this was the way we could do it. And we didn't know that we didn't have internet. We didn't know that we didn't have social media. So this was a normal thing to do. And if we wanted to build this business, this was it. So, uh, you know, for us, that's why we have been very involved in, you know, the creation and, and basically the idea of having a group that is like one team global that can go cross borders and that you can trust that you can put, uh, send people to in, uh, presentations in different languages. My handicap is that I don't speak, you know, enough languages. I think I, I would have loved to speak more languages because this business is so... Uh, you know, you can use them in so, such a productive way. So I don't speak French, so I couldn't go and help people down in France unless I had someone translating me, which is never really as, as effective. So it's these kind of things that you, you go through your, your business and you start building up. And what happened about, you know, I think it was six, seven, seven months or something into the business, I became an Emerald executive. And it should have been my biggest, and that's, you know, my biggest basically uh, joy in the business, but it was the scariest day of my whole business because I realized I had done something very, very wrong. Everybody, those that understand the compensation plan, when you have people in your group sales volume in the blocks today, they go away of, uh, from you from that part when they become, you know, brand reps themselves. And all of a sudden, almost everybody was out of my group because I had just taught them to become brand reps. I had taught them to the business. I had, I had been talking about business and compensation plan again and again and again, and they had started to copy that. And I didn't, retailing wasn't even an option. Nobody talked about retailing. Why would, you know, it was like, nobody did that. And that was the moment when I realized I need balance in my business. I need to talk about the products as well. I need to create that group of people that are just uh, product users. So I had to shift a little bit my focus or, and, and add that into it and make it fun. And we did it because I was not, you know, comfortable. And I, like I said, with the products. So we did all kinds of experiments and tests to try out. We had groups coming together and put, you know, the glacial marine mud on everybody. And we had these, have these old photos where people are lying on the floor, like, do -do -do, you know, men, women, children, everybody, just to have fun with the products because that was also one of the biggest things that we may, we we decided. You know, we are, we are not going to make this like a corporate thing. This is this is our business. We are going to make it fun. We are going to have fun doing this, 
And uh, that's your decision. Nobody's gonna make it fun for you. You have to create those moments and those trips and everything. And down the road, I mean, one and a half year later, actually, Benedict quit his job. And I can tell you that our relatives, people, you know, that knew what kind of education we had gone through and what kind of uh, company had been working for, they were just like, oh my God, he's, he's gone. He's, you know, something has gone wrong here. He has flipped because nobody says no to a, a, a um, job like that and goes to sell shampoos. That was the image that people had. They didn't understand that we had goals, that we had, uh, you know, that the leverage part of this business. Uh, but we didn't mind because they were not going to pay our bills. They were not going to go on the trips that we were going to go on because we were going to work for them. We knew it. We were so confident that this was it. And since then, we actually have not worked anything else. Newskin has been our primary, for both of us, our primary source of income, only source of income. So it is basically the, that this is what you can do. You can build your, you know, you can have it as a side business and you can have it as a, as a I would almost say hobby because you get money here and there and, you know, a little bit here and there. But you can also think this as an empire. You can basically take it out and build businesses in multiple countries at the same time. And there has never been a better time to do that than now. You don't have to drive like crazy to all these countries and hope someone sticks. Because when we, in that early age, we, the only people that kind of stuck with it, were those that had some leadership uh, tendencies. The followers that they, they had no one to follow because I, like, I went up to Denmark and Sweden from Luxembourg. When my daughter was five months old, I went on a trip uh, for 10 days, I think, uh, up, driving from Luxembourg up through Sweden, Norway and Denmark. And I met a lot of people meeting every single day and having meeting uh, business presentations and trainings. And some of these people just, you know, they got very excited. They did something for a little while and then they gave up because they didn't have anyone to follow because I couldn't go back and do that again next month and so on. So it was a little bit like testing out what will people do and, and, and hope someone really takes the torch and, and does what we did. I don't regret any of these trips. I don't regret anything that I did that didn't work out because all of it gave me something. It gave me experience. It gave me a confidence to go on and talk to other people that I, I might not have talked to because I had success, you know, starting somewhere. I could say I have business here and here and here. So, and then even though that, that, and that fell apart, didn't matter because I had already created something here and here. So I always used every single uh, success in every single place to build something new. Used it as a, an injection of energy. And this is so important when you have something going on that you're not just looking at that thing and you just wait for that thing to happen and, and, you know, and you just focus on that one thing. So it is, you know, when you go down this road and building this business with children is absolutely fun. And I can't go really into that now. I'll take that in a, in a different live later on how I, we involve our children into the business as well as small kids. But uh, the, for me, the biggest thing here is we've been able to create so much, you know, that our business is on autopilot. We don't really have to do anything today. And we have taken, at times, we lived in, in uh, Spain for four years where we didn't really do much. We went on our world travel. You can see dreamsgoneglobal.com. That's our website for our world travel that we did five years ago with our 15-year-old daughter. 
uh, she took, took uh, her 10th grade on the road. So it is like you can do all of these things because the business was on autopilot. After we came home from the, from the world trip, I, I remember having a little bit of a dilemma. What should I do? Should I really get going into the business again? I wasn't really ready to start inviting people for business presentations. But then something magical happened, social media and all the amazing people that came you know, into the business at that time. And there was so much again for me to learn. And this is, I think, the biggest thing here. I love learning in this business. I love learning something new and implementing it. And I'm doing it still today. I, I started with, you know, spearfishing in, in, you know, finding good people and I found some good people and I started working with them and, and this is what I really like. And now I just heard last week with Taylor Blue talking about driving the lines deep with Instagram and I'm like, oh, that's fantastic. That's so much fun. So I'm testing that out now. I'm testing these things because there's nothing, you can't really do anything wrong. And if I can test these things, I'm not a social media guru or anything. Anybody can do it. So it's about your decision, how you, how much fun, and I'm having so much fun with it. I went out last night with two old high school friends that are having their own businesses, or they're in totally different businesses, and they don't understand that I work on Facebook all day. I work on Instagram all day. They're like, this is weird, but I don't care because I think it's fun. So, I mean, I really, this method of, of working and having that all that information, there is one thing that I want to emphasize with this, and that is that what I had, that even though I had this challenge that I couldn't be working all the time in the evenings when, you know, I wanted to do something, everybody was asleep, so I couldn't really phone them. So, and I couldn't text or, or send anything, anything to anyone. Basically, I couldn't talk to people in the evenings, but uh, late in the evenings. But uh, I was also, I had the privilege of being able to disconnect. And this I'm seeing way too many of the young, and I have to say young mothers, uh, in the business that I have witnessed m way too many of you girls and those that know they take it to themselves to that you know that basically get too attached to their phones that never let it down they never put it down they never stop and that is dangerous because you you kind of get addicted to it you are you have to be able and I was able to go out on the playground I wasn't connected to anything so I could just be a mom with my kids without being always on the phone and i think this is very important that you compart my you know put it in different sections as well but i think i've, I've talked a lot and, and a long time now so i just wanna at the end here what i want to talk about is of course everybody every single person that has come on these lives has talked about tarragona so if you are in this business and you have listened to these lives and you have listened to leader after leader after leader tell you you have to be in Tarragona, you must be a very stubborn person if you're not coming. Because success leaves clues. These are the most successful people in the, this industry, in this business, that are actually telling you what matters for you. So they are telling you this because they know it works. So I am sure you're going to be there. I'm sure. I mean, there, of course, there are some, always someone that has something. I mean, they might be getting married that weekend or, you know, graduating something or whatever. But so there are always a little bit, but there are most of the people can. And, you know, you just do whatever you can. You hear it from everybody. You cannot afford not to be there. So don't make that a mistake. But then I also want to introduce tomorrow's speaker. 
Uh, tomorrow we are gonna have a new blue diamond from Norway. Her name is Berit. I have never met her. I've never heard her speak. But she doesn't know this. I've heard about her for some time because she is, has done something very special. She has taken uh, freedom to a different level. She is out there traveling all the time. I think she's been in the business for seven years, but for the last year, she will probably tell you tomorrow, but for the last year, she's been traveling. I think she's going to be talking to us from Brazil tomorrow. So she is, you know, out there doing her business through social media and, uh, you know, living the life that she wants to live. And I cannot wait to listen to her tomorrow. So I'm sure all of you will be tuning in and listening to that amazing girl. I, I can't wait. Thank you so much and thanks for all the hearts and the likes and everything that I'm seeing jumping up, popping up here on the, on the screen. And I wish you a wonderful uh, time in the business and see you later. See you in Tarragona.